Hi, my name is Laura Palatin. Welcome to the Practically Spiritual Show, where I share my personal experience as an intuitive empath, and we enjoy a lighthearted approach to spirituality through a post-religious lens. That sounded good, right? (laughs) I listened to a podcast on how to make podcasts, and one of the things that they said I needed to come up with was a descriptive sentence to have at the beginning so that you know just what to expect on the show. So that was my attempt at that. I'm pretty happy with it. There's a lot that goes in to making a podcast. You'd think it would just be like, get a microphone and start recording. But having a place that you guys can go and check out what I said by reading a transcript, a website, Facebook page, you have to make sure that you can get the website name for the name of your show. I mean, there's been a lot of fun things that have gone into it. When it came to music, I thought it would be a lot more fun to write my own song. So I I did. Hang on just a second. Let me load it up. Welcome to the Practically Spiritual Show. Together we will learn, laugh, and grow. Break indoctrination. Rise above our nation. And so... Show. That's pretty good, right? I think it's good. Anyway, we'll see if that sticks around or if it changes. And as you know, you probably saw on your way in the artwork. Anyway, I'm, I'm very excited to be doing this with you guys. It's an important part of my life, I believe, to share my experience as an intuitive empath. I don't think everybody is. I think most of us have the potential to be but most of us don't explore it. And I didn't really have a choice. It was kind of thrust upon me from the time I was a little kid. My first memory is of seeing my later-to-be stepmom hug my dad. And I remember her just starting to glow purple and asking my my mom why Alice was glowing purple, because I just thought that was interesting. I had seen a lot of other colors on people, but I had never seen somebody glow bright purple like that. My mom was not a psychic or an intuitive empath. And so she uh, didn't know. And she asked around (laughs) when we found out what that meant, which is that a person is feeling uh, amorous feelings, for lack of a better word. So my experience in this being an intuitive empath, which is something that people used to call psychic, and some people still do. Um, I'm more comfortable with intuitive empath. And I think that's because in my mind, I kind of got this idea of a psychic being like a Halloween costume, you know, and I wanted to separate myself from that because I didn't feel like it was a trick that I did. I felt like it's just a part of who I am and that it's not like a choice. I sort of think of it like Whitney Houston could sing from birth better than I will ever sing with all the lessons and training in the world. Whitney Houston just could touch, could touch your soul. She was really magnificent. And in that way, some of us are born with special gifts or, you know, curses, depending on how you look at it, right? And for me, that was just being able to know things, to be able to tap into spirit without thinking about it, and to be able to 
tap into that part of other people that is spirit. Just kind of a ground rule, I guess. Um, I was raised in religion. I went through a spiritual transformation that took many years and is probably still evolving. And I have landed in a place where I see us all as spiritual beings having a human experience. That's not a new sentiment. No one person is more spiritual than another. No one person has a greater connection to spirit than another. I do believe that when we pray, what we're doing is connecting with this great spirit. And we're connecting with each other at the same time, right? That when we pray, we're not only connecting with the spirit that is not in a body, that would be people who have lived and some who have never lived, but we're also connecting with one another. And that's why you hear stories like Mother Teresa, who felt so drawn to India, where there was a great outcrying for help because she could tap into spirit at that point in her life and she could feel that pull. So rather than a man somewhere, which completely doesn't work for me anymore, I, I don't believe in a man somewhere at all. There's way too much contradictory brain logic going on there for me to accept that. I do believe strongly in this interconnectedness, almost like a web that connects us all, that also connects us to the greater spirit. I hope that makes sense. That was kind of long. I'm making this show specifically to connect with other people who are perhaps breaking their religious indoctrination or who already have and are interested in building a spiritual life for themselves. That is, we really have just a menu of options. Not only do we have all the options for every religion that was ever invented, which, to be honest, is not where I would seek my spiritual connection, but we also can come up with our own. We can find our own path. And and I think that's really exciting to know that at any point in your life, you can grow your connection to spirit. And it doesn't have to be through what somebody else has laid down. I think that's an exciting message, right? Whether it's walking in nature, swimming in water, meditation. I mean, it, the list is as broad as the creativity of the human spirit. And no ritual that somebody invented a thousand years ago and has been performed by loads of people is more powerful than the ritual that you come up with for yourself right now, because you are just as powerful a being as anybody who's ever lived when it comes to connecting with spirit. You can't get more educated. You can't get older, younger. It's just that's the magic of it is that you can connect to spirit at any point in your life. One of the things that I do like about established teachings from other religions and spiritual practices is how often those teachings have a practical application in our lives. And that's why I chose the name Practically Spiritual Show. I like that it's a play on words because <laughs> pretty irreverent. I don't, uh, I'm not going to ask you to adhere to any rules or any guidelines for that matter that I dictate, except to be open to what your inner spirit is telling you. That, that's important. A little brief history about me. I was raised in the Catholic Church, and then I moved to an um, Episcopal Church, which people call Catholic Light, all the pomp and circumstance, half the guilt. 
And that kind of, it still felt like Catholicism to me. And I, I was thoroughly indoctrinated as a child. I went all the way through and was confirmed. So that was my religion. I was into it, um, especially in high school. You know, one of the things that churches are really good at is getting those 12, 13, 14-year-old kids because their spirituality is naturally beginning to come to the forefront. And they're really good at getting those kids and making sure that they are confirmed or whatever um, your word of choice is for the religion that you're participating in. For me at that age, it was Catholicism. And as an intuitive empath, as a person that naturally was connected to spirit, I was looking for my spiritual connection at church because that's where I understood spirituality to be. And that's what I had been told and that's what I believed. It wasn't until I was an adult and actually went to massage school and started to learn about other systems that it really gave me an opportunity to thoroughly look at what I believed, actually believed. Um, I remember when one of my children were really young, we were going to Ash Wednesday service, and I explained to my child that the church we belonged to believed that um, you only lived once, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. And, and that child, they remembered what it was like to live before and they often told me about their old family and their old life. And my child started laughing in the car and said, I know, Mom, I'm supposed to pretend I believe that, but we both know better, don't we? And, and they were right. <laughs> I did know better. But it was so ingrained in me to believe what they were teaching me that I, I hesitated to question it. It was my child's easy acceptance that you could hold a different belief and still participate in a church that started really opening that up for me. And let's face it, that kid, that kid loved cookies. <laughs> they always had. As a matter of fact, I remember distinctly being asked if there would be cookies after the service, and I had to tell them that I didn't know, but they went with me just because it was worth rolling the dice to have a cookie at the end. I don't know, something special about church cookies. But when I was in massage school, I, in order to fill my curriculum, because there just weren't a lot of classes. I had a lot of units I needed to complete in order to get the certification that I wanted. So I took Reiki class and my very first class was wonderful. I fell in love with my instructor and everything that she was teaching us was just touched my heart. It was just magnificent. And I thoroughly enjoyed the fact that I got to go through the whole program. So I went from Reiki one all the way to master teacher. And the way this instructor taught it is she gave us a chance to kind of explore different spiritual modalities. So we had crystals, we, you know, of course, we did loads of meditations. And I learned about just so many different parts of what we sort of think of as the spiritual realm as opposed to the religious one. And the one that really resonated with me right off the bat was the chakra system. Not so much its ethereal, spiritual connotation, but, well, I love rainbows. So the very first thing was just the colors, right? I mean, I love the colors. But the next thing was, how 
I felt like all of these elements tied directly to real life, right? The root chakra is where you start in your spiritual journey. It's represented by the color red. The root is tied to our home, our primary relationships. Do we have access to food? It's the very basic safety part of us, right? And until you have that satisfied, until you know where you're going to put your head down tonight, until you are confident that you're going to have enough nutrition, and for many of us, until we really have that element of a primary relationship secured, we don't feel like our root chakra is satisfied, right? And we're not going to move up to the sacral, which is about creativity. What's interesting about this is if we explore it more deeply, I know people, I know travelers who do not have a home. They travel from one end of the country to the other, and they sleep where they sleep. They have trust that food will be there for them when they need it. A primary relationship is not the factor that it is for some other people. So for them, that root chakra is satisfied, and they can move on to creativity. And for other people, people who are married and have a home and have more food than they could ever eat, they will never feel that sense of satisfaction and security that the traveler feels with none of that stuff. I find this spiritually so fascinating. As you move up through the chakras, they all touch directly to what matters most to us, to where we're moving forward in our lives, creativity, speaking our truth, connecting with spirit, all of that's important. But it's less about the factors in your life than it is about your internal knowledge, your inner connection, your inner belief about your world and yourself than it is about the circumstances of your life. And I just love that about chakras. I love that about the whole chakra system. And that's one of the things that helped me to start to break my religious indoctrination. It wasn't like I was going to run back to church and say, hey, how's your third chakra? <laughs> right? Because religion for me had a great othering element. And that element, the us versus them element, creates division. And the reality is, there is no them. There is only us. Our little drop of spirit connects to every other drop of spirit in a person. The difference between being alive and being dead is that essence of spirit. And it's the exact same spirit that we pray to, that we connect with, that we draw inspiration from. And every single one of us has it. And nobody has it stronger or bigger. We all have different gifts. And when we can honestly recognize in one another that we're all the same, that's the ultimate goal. I think I've come to the end of my first episode. I hope you enjoyed it. According to the How to Build a Podcast podcast that I listen to, I'm supposed to give you a call to action now. So I have set up websites. I have one for my own name, palatin.com, and you'll find links to everything else there. I also made a website just for this project, thepracticallyspiritualshow.com, and you can find transcripts from this and future episodes. I've written two books so far. I've got two more in the computer being written as we speak. 
I have Walk in Your Own Footsteps, which is a self-help book where you can create your own pathway through life with very practical steps, 30 little bite-sized chapters. I also wrote a book called Jane Street Cooperative Garden, which is about a secret community of wise women who share their knowledge and wisdom with their granddaughters, skipping generations to keep it secret. It is a novel. So while it does definitely teach strategies for being an intuitive empath, it is a fictional story that has its roots in 1400s England when the witch hunts were at their worst. Basically, it's a wouldn't it be great if women of that generation didn't capitulate to religiosity, hid their knowledge and wisdom, and managed to create a, a sense of history that continues to this day. I'm glad they didn't because we survived, because they were able to convince their offspring. But it's time for us to come back. And I hope that you come back with me on this journey. So the last thing, the outro, I'm going to play some little bit of music that I wrote. Remember, there is no them, there is only us. Thanks for listening to the Practically Spiritual Show. But really, thanks for sticking around to the end. I really appreciate it. I love you guys. See you next time. Bye-bye.